Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rich State of Mind where I'm talking to Milan Milosevic. He's the co-founder of Riches and Beyond, a leading property education company in South America. He's also the founder of Millionaire Speakers, a program which focuses on building six-figure to seven-figure businesses with the power of your story. He also is a host of Riches and Beyond and a Millionaire Speakers podcast, editor-in-chief of Millionaire Speakers magazine, international speaker, entrepreneur, and speaker coach, and also a property mentor. So he's a man of many hats. His Riches and Beyond company provides and teaches ways of finding and funding property deals apart from the banks, several powerful property strategies, and shows people that anybody can invest in property even without their own money. So this is a different type of episode where I'm able to talk about a company that will teach you how to be a real estate investor. This is, so this is the first time that I've been able to do this, where it's in a more structured, not just a one-on-one, but actually having a, a you know, pretty much of a teaching program. So I think this is pretty unique. And I think Milan does a great job of explaining how his company can best serve those that want to get started in real estate investing or those that want to take their investing career to the next level. So please enjoy and stay tuned. Please visit our site at www.richstateofmind.com where we provide content on real estate, personal finances, and self-development. Share your story and information by posting a blog on our site so that the Rich State of Mind community continues to grow in knowledge. You can also follow our Instagram page at rich underscore state brand to find out about exclusive offers and discount promotions for our apparel. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening. Good afternoon, Milan. Uh, appreciate you taking this afternoon or your afternoon in South Africa uh, to do this episode. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Milan Milosevic live here all the way from South Africa, co-founder of Riches and Beyond, uh, also a founder of Millionaire Speakers. So this company that we have for several years, it's one of the leading property educational company here in South Africa. We teach people how to invest in property, real estate. And uh, even if you don't have any of your own money, even if the bank says no, so there's several ways of funding, finding deals below market value. And uh, it's been proven as a success. Over 45,000 students to date uh, worldwide. We helped them raise over $40 million by converting into dollars for their deals. So it's possible. Education is a, is a big thing, especially here in South Africa. So yeah, I'm here to share a bit of an insight in my journey of property last 15 years. And uh, let's see how we can educate more viewers and listeners. Yeah. Awesome. And so tell us, how did you get started uh, from, you know, from the beginning until, you know, you got, ended up being a co-founder of Riches and Beyond? 
Hmm. That's a great question. I'm glad that you asked. I mean, most people now, they see me as a successful story, but what not many people know about me is that about 15, 16 years ago, I was a college dropout who could barely speak English, broke, bankrupt, didn't know what I'm gonna do with myself. And uh, I was working for government four and a half years, ended up being still broke, saving money, supporting my family. So I started looking for different uh, opportunities, working here and there overseas, got a job offer, August 12, 2005, working in America, in the US. And I took it. Uh, the problem was I couldn't speak English. So I took that leap of faith and uh, ended up working in the US many, many years. First on the cruise ship uh, for about 10 years, met my wife from South Africa and we got all serious. And that's how it all started. I think changing all these positions, learning on the way, pushing yourself to the next level and simply realizing that if someone else was able to do it, it's not impossible anymore. And so what was your first uh, entrepreneurial uh, decision or, or deal? So when I all started, I started working for someone else. And then I realized, you know what? I kind of don't like th this thing working for someone else for the rest of my life, 40 years of my life working and then helping them reaching their goals and dreams. Let me start doing my own thing. So everything started when we settled down 2014 in South Africa, I started investing in property full-time, had some properties before. But it didn't work well. We were just waiting and waiting for them to, to for the value to increase, and we didn't we didn't see much much point because we just realized we can get only eight percent after eight years return. I mean, I, I can do better than that. And then we simply realized how much is out there. We had, ended up working, uh, attending some workshops, learning from people who were successful in property real estate industry, and uh, learned something called OPM, other people's money. I learned about strategies started applying them. It took me about five years to see massive success growing my property portfolio uh, to the point to do my own developments, had my own block of flats. Now I'm building my first hotel. So I did the first, first deal that you asked was uh, buying at the auction, settled down the deal before the auction, settled down with the seller, uh, created a business plan, presented that to the network. And I was simply a sourcing agent, someone who was a middleman between the seller and the buyer. I took a bit of a cut and I was happy with this. Like, oh, wow, I didn't use any of my own money to do that. And then the more I started learning about it, the more profit I was making, the more strategies started applying. And then I've seen massive success in my life, our family lives, and then eventually formed a company that teaches people how to do the same thing. How did you, uh, how would you recommend people should build relationships with their network in order to eventually say, hey, I have this deal, um, I would like you to invest in it. Mm, that's a great question. We always like to say, build your network and your network will grow, right? I mean, we think that we have powerful network, but if people around us are not business people, are not property investors, their advice is not necessarily the right thing to listen, right? I mean, our friend or family, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, and wife might give us an advice. No, don't go into property. Don't go into business. I mean, if you haven't done it yourself, maybe I shouldn't be even talking to you. I always say, build a relationship with people around you. Join the network of like-minded people. If I'm uh, in a network of people who are successful property investors, who are looking for deals, it's much easier for me to present a deal to people like that instead of someone who's not really into business. So simply as about, I need to know who you really are before I go into business with you. What do you stand for? What are your values, right? I mean, obviously having all these contracts in place, if I'm a sourcing agent or a, 
or a person who's got a deal to present the partner potentially, we really need to know, like, what do we really stand for? Is there any like synergy? Should be much more than just about the money. Like, obviously we want to make some profit, but do we have the same values, same ideals, same goals? And then if we have, then it will be much, much easier to partner up, right? People always go into business with like-minded people who act and think alike, right? Sounds like dating. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that, yeah. And, and so uh, with that, uh, key breakdown, how do you, how do you educate um, the people that, are tr- that come to you for consultation? Uh, do you have stages, phases? Uh, could you please explain that? All right. I mean, we have different platforms. We do webinars, free webinars, introductory to give people an idea. We normally get in like three types of people. Like you have beginners who always wanted to invest in property, real estate, didn't, don't know how. Everybody thinks you need to have money to make money. You need to have a good credit score. Then you go and apply for that mortgage, right? Uh, And then not many people don't realize that you don't really need to have your own money to do it. So we get beginners who get excited and then realize, wow, I didn't even know that there's several ways of funding your deals, that there's like 15 property strategies. Then we get people who are like already started their journey. They have one, two properties, but they kind of stuck. They don't even know how to reach that next level. How do I multiply the amount of properties I have? I mean, can I take the equity out of it? There's a lot of uncertainty there. Most people... They just buy and wait. They wait. Hopefully, the value of their properties go up, but it just doesn't happen as, as fast. So, so we educate people through these platforms. The webinar. We have different master classes, three day master class. They can come and learn more about it, more in details. We also offer some coaching and mentorship programs, which obviously coaching and mentorship can speed up the process a bit. But everybody who want to learn something in property space, they they have different levels, and for us, it's about. Different levels will take you to the different outcome. You want to become a developer, you still kind of have to start from the bottom, learn different strategies, learn different ways of funding your developments. If you want to start doing flips or sourcing, there is a whole different knowledge that we have. So it's it's everything for everyone, but it's very important to know your strategy. What is your goal? How much you want to make? And then having that clarity, how to reach that goal. Do you... um... Do y'all have like a time frame when y'all say, hey, by this time, y'all should ha- y'all should be at this um, particular stage uh, that we have set for y'all? Right. I mean, that, that's a good question. Normally with our education, you can expect to have your, your first deal within six to eight months. That's how normally it takes for one flip to go through. And we're aiming to make at least about five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 or more with these flips. But then again, at the same time, nothing is stopping you to go to another auction, to talk to another motivated seller, to have more deals. I mean, we have students who's done five deals in five months, seven deals in a year, uh, people who waited for two years to have their like $10 million development. So it's all about you knowing what you want and then the outcome will be there with the right support and guidance. That's what this knowledge can really do for you. Uh, do y'all help... Um train train them on building teams so like the person that wants to do a 10 million dollar development you know obviously they can't do that all by themselves uh if i say hey this is my goal uh, on what i want to do um and i i don't mind putting in the work do you help them be able to build a team or at least i give them an idea hey these are the individuals you need to employ or delegate uh information or uh, work to in order to have a successful deal Absolutely. I mean, we call that a mastermind team, right? For every strategy, 
yeah, 15 of them, right? Uh, you need to have a certain team of people. And especially for development, there's a great team of people like architects, someone to facilitate that deal. Where do we go about funding? There's about eight, nine different ways of funding developments alone. So if you have a piece of land, you want to do it. So team is essential, right? Team of experts to, to take you to the next level. I mean, a lot of students that we have at the beginning, they want to do this themselves. But the problem is if you're not an expert as yet, you're going to make a lot of costly mistakes. And then, okay, what do I do now? So starting from the beginning, getting the right people based on your strategy becomes seamless transition into a clear path and, and clear outcome. So if you want to do that $10 million development, what's going to take? How do I go about funding? Let's do feasibility studies. Where do I go about presenting that deal? We always like to say, if the deal is good, money is there, but you do need to have someone to help you take you to the next level. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, your clients being uh, real estate agents and using their commission as leverage? No, that's great. We have a great relationship with estate agents. They're the best people to, to look for deals. I mean, I always use like the five questions I would ask estate agents, especially now to find deals. I mean, number one is like, do you have any deals below market value? they most likely have. Do you have any motivated sellers in your database, right? People who are willing to sell below market or someone who's relocating, immigrating, they're willing to sell their possessions. Also, how about do you have any distressed properties that want to fix them and sell them? Instead of me wandering around, they probably have in their database. And especially if I ask them, do you have any cash flowing deals from day one, most likely they have. So we build relationship with estate agents. I don't even mind paying them that commission which is always negotiable, but they are the right people to advise, to ask for advice. What kind of strategy works in this area? Is this a good deal or not? And then when we do our numbers, it becomes easier to, to know, is this a good deal or not for all of us, right? Yes. So it sounds like, uh, aside from you teaching people how to build their own network, it sounds like that if you, let's just say I start using your product and your services, do you already, do you also provide some people to start me off with or, or, that's part of your pitch. Hey, we have this network of investors already that trust us. Now you have access to these people if you present a good deal. Exactly. I mean, once you, let's say you attend the masterclass, you're not alone. So you don't even have to do it alone. So we have over 45,000 students and potential investors. Any deals that you might find, you'll be able to present to our network. And that's where you, you are well off doing it. You know how to find deals, how to finance them and who to use, right? Whether it's your network or the banks or other potential investors, because we're always looking for deals. I mean, being an educator, a mentor, I'm always looking for deals anyway. So that's where you want to uh, tap into it. Because alone, if you don't have a network, it becomes difficult. But finding these people and you get them in front of you. Okay, like, here's what I have. Is there anybody who's interested? Let's partner up. Do I source it to you or do I, we split the profit somewhat? There's a lot of different ways to go about it. Um, so you do this worldwide or in South America? I mean, South, uh, South Africa. It's the same approach. I mean, we, we mainly focus here in South, South Africa, but also UK, Germany, uh, mostly African continent. But I mean, same principles apply. Motivated sellers are everywhere. Distressed properties are everywhere. People selling below market value pretty much everywhere. Just understanding the legal point of, of what do you qualify if you want to use the banks. So sourcing is the same. Building networking is the same. So it's all about really knowing the numbers and principles. That's why I build a lot of different networks around the world. People who have been doing it, let's say in UK, to advise you more. Let's say someone wants to go there or, or US, we have a massive tribe of students as well there. Uh, when it comes to uh, the pandemic, uh, how have y'all had to pivot maybe some of your training 
uh, or how have you, you know, the investors have had to pivot in order to still sustain themselves during the pandemic? That's a great question. We've all been affected. I mean, we used to do live events before, and then we had to switch to online. So now we're doing webinars and masterclasses. It's all online. But in terms of the property and real estate, a lot of great deals happening online. We can still kind of move around. Uh, our investors, they pivot their strategies. Like everything is in a lockdown. People are at home. Uh, Airbnb kind of suffered. Hotels are closed. What do we do then, right? So we always teach you need to have at least two exit strategies, right? What's working during pandemic, right? If I buy a property and just wait for tomorrow value to go up, it's not going to work. So what's going to work right now? We always focus mainly on buying houses so I can build multiple rooms at the back, potentially students accommodation if it's close to universities. Here, government needs massive amount of beds for students, about 500,000 beds, which South Africa does not have. They're willing to fund these deals, right? But if somebody has a piece of land close to universities, um, or property, they might be able to get funding to build some rooms for students. And you might say, but students are all home online still. Government still pays for it, regardless of students being in your property or not. So students accommodation is one of the great ways. So we realized that that, that might be a so-called multi-let strategy. Multiple families gives you multiple income stream. But same thing, we were just focusing on the market. What's working right now? Motivated sellers, if a person lost a job, they need money quickly, they're willing to sell their properties below market value. If a couple is going through a divorce, they want to sell the house below market value, they want to move on as soon as possible. If somebody's relocating, still more, now more than ever, we're able to establish these opportunities and focus on that. I don't, I don't consider myself an economist, but it's good that um, even worldwide, worldwide, it's the same concept as far as with the economics. The money didn't go anywhere. You just had to pivot in a new direction on where the money was in, in the real estate market. Uh, so you were able to succeed just in different ways than maybe what you were used to doing 24 months ago. And I asked that question because you told me that you was buying a hotel and I know that or building one. And I know that hotels were extremely affected uh, to explain that process, you know, as far as the development, uh, you deciding to do it post COVID. Right. I mean, look, this is not going to last forever, but like it's just a matter of time before we finish this pandemic and everything slowly is going back to normal. Even Airbnb was affected. We all in the lockdown slowly is loosened up. In fact, some of our clients and students, we're making more profit now, even with Airbnbs. I'm talking about hotels. At some point, it's going to go back. So we put a hold on that as, uh, right now at the moment. But it's still the process that you get funding for it. Those are bigger projects. Uh, there's going to be about 20 different rooms, mini boutique hotel here next door uh, to our offices here in South Africa, in Joburg. So you create a project, you apply for funding, takes a year or so until it's approved. And then once it's approved, it still have about six, eight months or so to a year to build it. So we kind of put it on hold. Let's see how long this is going to take. The moment this is over, we go back with building. We already started it. So essentially it's about having multiple strategies in place, right? Never relying on only one. If that one fails, you have nothing left. You have to have something else, whether it's a multi-let, whether you're doing flips, building a network here and there, sourcing deals, buying at the auctions. But that, that's, what, that's the whole point of never relying on one strategy. Never just wait and hope that this is going to go over tomorrow. I mean, we don't know how long it's going to take, but one, why not do something while you can? Why not focus on these opportunities right now? Um, so for somebody to say, hey, I want to know how to build, you know, how to start with a uh, 
you know, start building a hotel. I'm assuming it's the first step is finding the land, period, finding the investors, and then getting permits. Right. So when you have a plan, let's say I want to build a hotel, I have a piece of land here. So we would normally, uh, there's different ways to go about it. You can either like apply for funding to buy entire land for entire project, or you would buy land yourself. And now you, you get all the permits. Here's the structure. Here's the plan. We have all this approved by the municipality here and that with this plan, we have all the clear outcome. Once it's built, how much money we can expect to get from this hotel. What kind of location is this? What are the potential predictions, right? Now with this business plan, we would go to different uh, options, different institutions who are willing to fund it, who are willing to listen, right? So we always like to say, if the deal is good, money is there. So all it takes is to have a clear business plan. Let's say if we have a piece of land, it's even better. You bought it with your own money, right? If you don't have it now, now we have to approve it for buying the land and building on it, it's a bit of a longer process. So we were either partner up with someone who's got a land or we would buy it ourselves. And then with that business plan, go to funding options. And these projects, again, it really depends how big is the project. Takes a while, takes a while sometimes, especially during pandemic, everything is a bit of a slow motion. Uh, eight, 12 months to get approved. And then until they released all this money, about six to eight months to 12, 12 months. So within two years, you should be ready to, to start running this project, start building it from scratch, put it this way. Gotcha. And so that's, uh, you, uh gave me an idea as far as maybe uh, over in America, we should be looking at what the, what will the government or, our, you know, our local um, cities provide funding for uh, in, in regards to real estate. Maybe uh, we have like a parts and rec, you know, boys and girls club. Uh, maybe right. if I wanted to build something like that for kids, uh, the government would fund that. So definitely going to look into that some more because that's an easy way for you to get yourself in the door as far as uh, real estate. And then at the same time, you are providing a service for the community. Uh, like you said, you know, y'all need 500,000 beds for college students. So that's helping out the community and also helping you out at the same time. Right. Absolutely. I mean, look, it's all about you, you creating jobs. It's all about you, you making a change, right? It's, it's, Essentially, is the bottom line. Even just partnering up with an investor, if, if they can make way more than what they're making in the bank, here's the projection, or a period of 10 years, what you can expect monthly to get or yearly, is, is there a cash flow? How long is it going to take for your return on investment to, to, to start kicking in? Then it becomes easier to find people, especially in America, you have lots of multi-multi-millionaires, billionaires, should be easy. A lot of them invest in real estate. But here, government is willing to fund that. I mean, just kind of, again, understanding the, the legal uh, point of, of the, the country where this is happening, where you want to invest in real estate and having the right teams, let's say in the US, who are the right people to advise you. If you want to go about funding my hotel, where do I go? Which institution should be should be the first one to go to, right? So we know about South Africa, UK, Germany, around Africa. But then again, if you want to invest in, in US, which state would you rather invest? Sometimes it might be better to go into Texas. Maybe the taxes are, are lower than California, right? So we always go where the money is and we, we need to learn about legalities of that particular state. Um, how, what's, what's the end goal for, for you personally, as far as your real estate portfolio? So look, I mean, if you look at the angle, where am I heading? Or 
I can just tell you that for me and for my business partners as well, it's all about what is the next thing that we're going to do? It's not even about, it's not even about we're going to make more money, but how about we do this? We haven't done this as yet. Let's build a hotel. Oh, what's the next thing? Let's build a block of flats. Let's contribute to the community. Let's do something because it's been done before. And this, as long as it's someone who's done something bigger, how about we go there? I mean, we're about to release a couple of magazines. Uh, uh, there's a show coming up on TV. It's going to be, it's called The Property Game. It's going to be on the home channel. You probably guys are going to be seeing it in the US. It's all about our student story and their journey. So hey, we haven't done this before. Let's do this. Let's, let's see that you know, property brothers are great, but let's put something else on the market. So, so really it's about being the best version of yourself that you can be. I mean, in terms of property portfolio, first level was, hey, I want to make some money. Now I want to cover my life expenses. Now I'm like, what is the next thing? How about we build a hotel? How about we build another one? How about we build a block of flats? How about we, we get into massive, massive mega city developments, they call this, which was worth like a $1 billion, right? So that's something that's like a long, long term projects, but that's something that you, you start and keep moving with it. And in the meantime, you do all these little ones and building your network. So yeah. And so you definitely, you, you recommend people uh, start off with, hey, you know, do a single family home flip or renovation before you jump into, uh, you know, a $2 million deal. Right. I mean, you got to start somewhere. And how would you start if you don't learn from these little deals, right? Little ones where you can either use your bank's money or investors. So start small and then surround yourself with other people who are there where you want to be. So let's say I started doing a flips and now I want to go into development. It's still a bit of an intimidating. How, you, how do I get to that point? While I'm busy with these little deals, I'm learning about developments from these big guys. I'm spending more time in their network. I'm learning how did you start? Where did you go about funding? And I'm just writing and memorizing and eventually getting yourself a mentor who's, who's there where I want to be. That was, that was always a solution in life to speed up the process. But we all have to start from somewhere. We all have to get someone who's there where we want to be. Someone like, how did you do it? Show me. I'm, I'm eager to do it. I, I need a change. I want to invest in property. How do I grow my property portfolio in the next five, seven, 10 years to be to that level, to become financially free, to have a car and house of my dreams, and then whatever else I want to do. In your early years of investing in real estate, uh, what was one of your biggest lessons that you learned? That's a great question. First lesson is don't do this by yourself. Simple as that. Made a lot of mistakes. Mistakes waste a lot of time and money and, and, and didn't work out. A couple of great lessons as well. Get yourself a mentor. Again, you can try to do it. You can go on a Google, ask. You're not an expert as yet. A lot of people quit because it's difficult and it's not easy, right? If it's easy, everybody would do it. But if you don't quit, you might get somewhere. When somebody put me on the path, started becoming easier because like, don't do this. Do this. Learn from my mistakes because much, much easier. Another couple of great lessons I can share is like, don't think you know everything, right? We think you know that this is difficult. It's never going to work for me. I don't have a degree. I can't speak English. Like it's never going to work for me, but who, who, who cares, right? It's about you doing something and learning and making it happen. I learned that degrees don't really mean much. Knowledge means nothing if you don't apply it. Yes. My, the most, most successful students are the ones who are actually doing something, who are on the field, talking to motivated sellers, uh, closing to deals, instead of the ones who are just sitting at home like, nah, this is not going to work. So, so really it's about understanding what's missing on your journey individually, right? And then how do we make that better? What do I need to have to become a developer, right? What kind of level of knowledge, skills, who do I need to have to take me to the next level? And so now that you're definitely 
very well seasoned in the real estate uh, game. Uh, what lessons uh, are you learning at, at a high at this high level with the hotels with uh, big developments? Patience is a virtue for this okay. way. Like you want you want bigger deals. It's like you have to wait. You have to wait, but it will be worthwhile. I mean, I have a couple of great students. A youngest student, 23 years old, Romil. He's he's busy right now with a hundred uh, million rand. Uh, that, let me just convert that. That's about eight million dollar project right now, and took him took him two years just to to get started. He's got funding in place, but eight, 23 years old. He's like, wow, I was never in my life imagined. But he started the journey. Our other student also, 12 million rand project, took him three years to start building it. But it's all about understanding. It's gonna take a while, but once you start that, once it's done, you all sort it, you and your kids and your grandkids, it's, it's worthwhile. Oh yeah. Very, very rewarding at the end of the day. Yeah, two, three years is nothing in comparison to what it's gonna do for the rest of your life slash your, your families, your That's generations. It. That's it. That is pretty awesome. I would say for me, because uh, I do I do residential multifamily, and uh, one of the biggest things I learned was uh, due diligence, mm. uh, doing your due diligence to uh, make sure the numbers work, uh, doing your due diligence with screening tenants. Um, I've, I've even gotten to the point where I, I get a, a, a personal relationship. I was at first I wanted to really keep it away, stay away and then let the property manager deal with them. But the pandemic has kind of made me pivot into being more personable. Uh, so that they they don't think oh well this uh, this landlord can eat it right you know I'm not going to pay my rent or this hole I put in the wall it's it's fine because this guy's a millionaire multimillionaire and it's whatever um, and they say hey you know we're all human you know I'm I just decided to do, you know to do this line of work or business but at the same time this stuff is not free you know and uh, help me help you and we could work this out together. Hundred percent. I mean, that personal touch goes a long way, right? You want to, you want to be caring, coming from the caring place. Like I can provide a property for you, but then again, you know what? Nothing comes for free. Yes, I want to help you, but let's find some kind of agreement. If you're not able to pay this month, let's see how we can make it happen for you and for ourselves as well. It's a business at the end of the day, right? So whether it's in in a business and negotiations and and, and building your network, but simply with your clients. It's all about the game of trust because if they like you, they want to come back and stay longer with you, right? In your property. So, yeah. Uh, are there rent relief programs in South Africa? Uh, they are a couple of great programs. You have something called rent to rent, uh, where people can literally rent to buy as well down the line. Uh, we use Airbnb for rent to rent. One of our great clients is, as well, students are using it. Uh, they also like to fund youth. You know, if you're a young student, don't qualify you don't have a credit score as yet they're willing to to put you into a program you get funding for your first property so so there's a lot of great things happening here uh people are enthusiastic that entrepreneurial mind is growing people learning elsewhere you're like a lot of great courses great people coming here so there's a lot of need for it for education and, and learning different ways apart from the old system just go to school work for someone else and go to the bank so once you learn and it becomes all of a sudden you have options. And when you have several options, they're like, oh, I could have done this before. You know, why, why, how come I didn't know this? So, so with, with knowledge, knowledge gives you options and options gives you more opportunities and more opportunities means more profit and more happier life. No, you're right. Because uh, I'm, a, I'm big on, and I have these discussions with my family. So, you know, people are quick to say, uh, you know, money isn't everything, right? Or money doesn't bring happiness. 
And so I'll say, I say uh, money is not everything, but it's, it's just as important as oxygen because we need it in order to be able to do essentially almost everything we need to do in life to survive. Uh, but I'm big on money. Uh, I teach my son, uh, money is a tool. It, it is not nothing to be anything to be worshiped. It's not nothing to be like, uh, I don't know if you heard of a Scrooge where he's like, keeps all the money. Right. And he's really being really greedy about it. It's meant to be able to uh, be productive and develop your family. And if you have more, obviously, your community. And I think that's what should be uh, taught more is uh, using using that money as a tool so that you can uh, make the world better, provide better jobs, assist in the economy. And obviously, if you're doing that, then the government uh, will provide you funding. And for us as well, uh, we do get we get tax credits. We get tax credits. Mm -hmm or it's tax incentives because of some of the things that we do when it comes to real estate uh, based on whatever tax codes it applies to. So I'm always talking to CPA like, hey, what's the tax plan for this year in order for me to, what what marks do I need to hit in order for me to get these tax incentives? And usually it ends up me providing some type of service in some way uh, in right. regards to real estate. Right. I mean, there's a great saying, you know, don't, don't give your kids things you never had teach them things you've never taught. Right? I like you that. Like, right. I got to so, steal that one. Steal it. Steal it. Feel free. I mean, I have two kids, you know, a boy and a girl, four years old now. And like, you know, daddy, buy me this. But no, you have to earn it first. But let me teach you how to do it. That, that's how we build generational wealth. You get the right knowledge. Do the right thing. Build wealth. Now you teach your kids to do the same thing. That's how you pass it on to your kids and your generations to come. So that's how they're going to learn. If you just give it to them, they never work hard for it like you did. They're never going to appreciate it as much. Simple as that. So, I mean, there's a lot of things they don't teach in school, like about money, about taxes, about building wealth. They teach you about business, but it's, it's very basic, generic, unless you really go to those business schools. But still... A lot of people don't know how to budget, don't know how to handle their money, investments. It's very, very limited. No, yeah, you're right. I think the most I learned was how to write a check yeah. um, in high school. I think that's the most, yeah. I that's, at least that's the most I remember. And so, yes, I remember being an adult and not knowing how to budget. I didn't really get serious on budgeting until I was probably about 23, 24, when mm -hmm. I was like, I'm making, I'm making all this money. And why am I still struggling? Like, why am I still right. living paycheck to paycheck? I felt right. really ridiculous. Um, and it was absurd because it was only, I was only taking care of uh, myself at the time. Uh, so I was like, I, I, you know, I started listening to Dave Ramsey. And then that's when I kind of started uh, my own journey. So something to think about, you know, hey, the, the average income in America is $55,000 a year. So that would suggest that you could live comfortably, right? with that income. So if you're making 65, 70, then you should probably, and you're struggling, you should probably take a look at your lifestyle, what you're doing, make some adjustments so that you can um, move forward and, and help out. Because the biggest thing I'm, I'm, uh, I like to talk about is also making sure your kids don't start from zero, right? Obviously right. You, you may have started from zero. That's why you probably need to take out student loans to go to college or uh, take out a loan to get a car. But don't set your kids up uh, to be the same, you know, to do the same thing. Right. I mean, what my dad taught me, like, hey, you know, go to school and save, save as much as you can. So I've been saving and saving. And then I, you buy something and you're back to square one. Like, how, come, how do I grow to the wealth? Now I have a car I bought and like I'm struggling. Still. What's the point? Five years later, I'm still broke. 
Am I going to work for another five years for another car? What's the point? So, so <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. do I go and make more money? Then you make more money. Then your lifestyle goes up. Then you want more things. And you, somehow you always, the more you make, the more you, the more you want in a way. So, so it becomes like a, like a red race, like Robert Kiyosaki was saying it, but, but that's the thing that that's the priceless knowledge. How do I, how do I build my wealth? How do I change my current situation? I have a lifestyle enough for everything I want and still something on the side that I can invest, that I can grow my business. So prices. Awesome. And so I want to talk about uh, rich. Uh, so your riches and beyond, right? What What right. is the meaning behind that company? Why did you call it that? So it's all about building wealth, but it's more than that. It's not just about money. Right? People want to become wealthy and successful, but got to be more than that. Got to be, what's the meaning of that, right? You can have money, be a millionaire, but is, is that's all there is. So for myself, my business partners, it's deeper than that. You want to give back to the community. You want to show people, empower them, show them that there is more than working for someone for 40 years. There is more than just working for money that what else do you want to do? How about you live in your dreams? How about you, when you're going to buy your car, you don't worry about the money. When you want to give back to the community, you can because you have enough that change your life. You want to inspire, empower people. So that's where it comes from. For us, it's, it's much, much deeper meaning. Yes, we want to build wealth and we teach all these different tools and strategies and vehicles how to do that with property, with speaking and investments. But what is that next thing? What is your why, right? Why are you doing this for, right? If you want to do it for your, for your family, for the community, that deeper reason will take you to the success much further than anything else. Money is not enough, right? All that's chasing for money. We have money. Okay, it's not enough. One more and more. It's, it's, it's not a good motivation. But if you have no. a deeper reason, right? You're doing it for your family, for someone else, then that's going to make you wake up in the morning that, that, that you don't even think about. You just go there and do it. Which brings me actually to my, my last question, which is what, what is your why? Or like we like to say, what is your rich state of mind? Right. I mean, look, for me, always was, always will be my family. Uh, started with my family back home, uh, my dad, my mom, my sister. It was always about someone else. It's not about me. You know, I don't need much. I can live in a small house with the, with the room, uh, give me an internet and I'm fine. You know, give me enough food here and there, but it's all about how do I change someone's life? How do I show that it's possible? How do I empower it? That, that's what the why is. Like, like Eric Thomas would say, if your why is not big enough to make you cry, you'll never become successful. What is your why? Why do you want to become successful? Is it the house? Is it the car, materialistic things, or is it much deeper than that? I want to show my kids that it's possible to, to put them on the right path to show the community that it's possible, that you might be from unprivileged communities, you didn't have any options, you might be born poor, you know, your dad was not an entrepreneur, it does not matter. Your past was not needed to, to, because of that past was needed to happen to shape you to become who you are today. Learn from it, learn from inspirational stories of people who made it, who struggled, who started from nothing and realize that you can change your life. It's all about much deeper than the money. Like you said at the beginning, money is, is a tool. It's a great tool to give you what you want. But how do we use it? It's up to us. Can money give you enough food on the table? Yes. Can money change the world? Probably yes, if we all put together, right? So, yeah. so that reason is, is like, I don't ever want to see my kids struggling. I don't ever want to see my parents asking for money because I'm here, I'm alive. I owe this much to them to support them. You know, I went to the community to show them that, hey, look, I've done this. I struggled, but you don't have to do the same thing. I love it. Uh, where can people find you? 
I mean, the easiest is on our website, richesandbeyond.com. Uh, we have great programs there. Feel free to subscribe um, to that. YouTube channel is also big. Our Facebook page is growing constantly, over 35,000 students so far. Um, a lot of great things. I mean, even on the website will be the easiest. We also give a different uh, free webinars, uh, free books, eBooks for subscribe oh, nice. subscriptions. So yeah, feel free. Also on my uh, Instagram profile, Facebook profile, a lot of great uh, community that we created there. Over forty-five thousand students. So yeah, we give as much content as we can. Podcast is also active, so you're gonna be my next guest next time as well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I would love yeah. to. I definitely would love to, man. Uh, I don't, I love talking about real estate. I love talking about business. Uh, I myself personally am uh, in the works of trying to work on my own uh, commercial property, real uh, retail. So, uh, you know, personally, this is, uh, you know, I like this type of conversation. Networking is, I think sometimes some people's Achilles heel. Um, it, it, it was mine. I'm still, I'm st still working on it because I, I like to do things by myself. And uh, I got to a point where, okay, you know, you could do, you know, I could do single family. I can even do, you know, duplex and triplexes on my own, but I don't have $2 million to invest in a right. uh, shopping right. center. You know, I don't know how long that would even take me to save, but I know that I can do it sooner if I have investors, I've come up with a business plan. So that's a personal, a personal battle of my own that Pretty sure there's other, maybe they're introverts and don't want to talk to people and get to know. Or first thing is, hey, uh, my name's Anthony. Can I have your money? You know, like it's it's a lot more yeah. than that. So, <laughs> no, I hear you. I mean, it's all about really uh, finding the right network of people. I mean, if nine of your friends are broke, you eventually become broke. You fall under the influence of them. But find people who are more successful than you and and learn from them, building trust with them, and eventually. Eventually, when your numbers make sense, when your proposal makes sense to those people, you're not just from yesterday. They, they know you for a while. Just a matter of time before uh, before they start to trust you and go in to deal with you. So building a network of these people, is, it's, it's, a, it's a scalability solution. Because right now alone, you can't really scale your business. You, know, you can handle maybe a few properties, but how are you going to handle 20 properties or 50? It's not possible. So you need to find the right people to help you and, and to take you to the next level. You're right. You're definitely right. Well, it's been a pleasure, Milan. Uh, I, this is kind of cool. Uh, so this week has been kind of interesting. I interviewed my first person that was out of the United States in Australia, Jackson. And now I'm interviewing you in uh, South Africa. So the time zones, I, I really appreciate your time, man. I, I love your success. Lo I love to listen to your podcast. It's pretty awesome. And so I'll make sure I'll put the links to uh, everything uh, in order for people to uh, reach out to y'all, um, you know, business model and, you know, obviously your podcast and your content, your blogs as well. Mm. No, my pleasure. I mean, what I'm going to do as well, we normally create emails with the, with the link to your podcast, goes to our database. We have over 200,000 uh, clients and students. So everybody's going to see it. I'm going to send you the links to that as well. We'll be on our, on our, on our website permanently. So yeah, there you go to get an extra exposure. Why not? It's perfect. I really hey, enjoyed it. We had, we had, yeah, we had to all help each other. It's been awesome. Absolutely. Network, you brother. <laughs>